Olivia Cuido is an official skincare partner of Miss USA. Advance happy Valentine's to you. Hala ko happy birthday. <laughs> Advance happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Yes, we're back. I dream live 91.5. And Kuya good Arv. evening to everyone out there. So it's just me and Kuya Ed. Arvin is some way in a far, far away land. Kami muna ni Ate Mik. Yeah, Arvind is actually working on something, and that's a surprise for everyone. So he's gonna be, yeah, um, surprising us all tomorrow in a very tomorrow special night. performance, right, Kuya Ed? Yes. Wow, we can't wait for tomorrow. But before so, that, ito, tonight. Woo. Yeah, tonight. Um, and so you know, every Thursday we have the I Dream Live ninety one point five podcast where we feature a slice of SoCal Pinoy's Filipino-Americans in our community in our show, which is actually called Who is SoCal? So, um, yeah, we're going to meet a lot of our comedians, our Filipino-American comedians who are actually active in the comedy clubs, um, but they haven't been performing lately in the clubs because of the pandemic. And so, um, we're offering them a platform, you know, for everyone to get to know them. Um, and they're going to share with us their stories. Right, Kuya Ed? Yes, Atimi. Yeah, tonight is a different night. Huh? Yes. And we're going to have a lot of fun as usual. And yes. tonight, it's double or triple the fun. Right, Kuya Ed? Yes, people will be crying because of happiness, laughter. Right? <laughs> Happy, happiness and laughter. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll be falling off our seats or something, right? Well, uh, we, don't, we don't have no sound effect, uh, the laughing sound, laughter, right? Oh, Arbin, where are you? <laughs> yeah, ikaw na lang, Kuya Ed, it's your turn. Ah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, and and of course, you know, in our podcast, we always have raffles from our SoCal Noise vendors, right, Kuya Ed? Wow, here we go again. The yes, time. and so Nako. later wow. before before the end of the show, we're gonna have raffles. So stick around, um, and you know, um, yeah, we're gonna have raffles later. We have three prizes, um, yeah, and that's gonna be a surprise for everybody, um, and. So let's all meet let's our in, comedians, right? Bring let's them bring in. them in. So our first yes. guest is Eric Escobar. And yes, ooh, you heard ooh, that, ooh, Escobar. Um, and he's a comedian who has performed all over the United States at clubs, colleges, and theaters independently with the Almost Asian Comedy Tour and open for acts such as Rex Neverett and Jerry Seinfeld. Um, you can catch him on NBC's Last Comic Standing, BuzzFeed, v VH1, Hulu, and this season of I Can See Your Voice on Fox. Really? I Can See Your Voice? Um, <laughs> Eric has also been featured on the popular Vile Files um, podcast and just released a TED Talk. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. And he holds a master in fine arts com in comedy theory and studies from Goddard College and resides in Los Angeles. So let's all welcome him in. Um, hashtag Eric, everybody. Hashtag E-R-I-K. Um, if you guys are out there. Hashtag. Hashtag hey, Eric. What's up? Hashtag Eric everybody. Yeah, hi Eric. Name. No more Escobar. I'm Eric everybody moving forward. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us. This is going to be great. I'm so stoked. You have, you have a different look for being a comedian, man. Oh, thank you. You have yeah. a different look for being um, Vietnamese. Very, very interesting. <laughs> I don't know how it works out. Very tan. I like it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm excited. I have I have my coffee, guys. And I also brought, just for this show, I got a red horse, all right? A red horse and a coffee. This is like the Filipino Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm very excited. Oh, Pinoy for loco it up. Is um, that the, Pinoy, the ultimate Pinoy combo? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Just uh, throw in some anger and cigarettes, and I think that's the perfect forfecta, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Man, so one, one upper and one downer, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my That's what I'm like for my girlfriend. You know what I'm oh talking about? Oh my god. You, we'll see. Oh, We're all gonna get confused in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh super fun. Yeah. Yes. Shall we call in our next um guest? I would Let's absolutely go. love that. This lineup tonight is full of some of the best, most hilarious, most just like good people, amazing Pinoy comics in Southern California. I'm so excited to see them all and talk with them all. It's going to be great. So let's bring them on. Yeah. So our next guest is Jay Aquino, the Jay Aquino, who is a Los Angeles based comedian that has performed at venues all over Southern California. And he was featured uh, the featured comedian in at Film Creative's 2019 Night of Radiance. Okay, let's call in Jay. Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I am reporting from uh, San Diego, California. There's no sun right now, so you can't tell it's San Diego, but it really is San Diego. So yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There's no sun here either in Carson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, San I'm. Diego. I'm 
happy to be here. I also got my coffee. Uh, I'm not a I'm not, I don't uh, work as hard as Eric, so mine's only a medium. He's got a large, so. Let's do, let's do a little cheers, Jay. Let's do a little cheers. Uh, cheers. 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 Where's your coffee, could you add? I don't drink coffee anymore. I graduated from that. <laughs> oh, you picked up. Yeah, just enough. I, 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 ha I have a different kind of caffeine. See? Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always hear it from Kuya Ed whenever I, you know, like when he gets a glimpse of the Coca-Cola. <laughs> and so we have the next person that we have is Camille Aragon. She's the beacon of light and sent from heaven above to heal, help heal the world through yoga, wow. energy healing and some dick jokes. Camille's quarantine pastimes include being Filipino-American Listening to audiobooks and podcasts at 1.5 speed, um, micro influencing, and slacking off while calling it resting because we are in the pandemic. That is so mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> Let's ask her more about what that means. <laughs> Hi, Camille. Hi. Hi. Woo! Super excited to be here because I napped all day, so I needed something to do with my time. <laughs> energy. <laughs> wow, she's a, she's she's a comedian. <laughs> Sometimes, right? Yeah, I try to Sometimes, be. Sometimes, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I met Eric a while ago, so I'm super excited to be in the fold here with these other SoCal comics. But you know, thanks for reading my bio. I felt like my uh, previous bio of having a Harvard degree was just too much expectation. So I want to just switch it up there. And you're a Filipina too, huh? Yeah, my shirt. I don't know if you can see my shirt. Oh, show it to me, show it to me. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you know I'm Filipina. <laughs> it's like going to the eye doctors, right? And like, can you read yeah. this? How about this? Better mm -hmm. this, better now. <laughs> Oh my god. You should see the looks I get when I go to Seafood Palace. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> that is so funny. So what is it like listening to podcasts at 1.5 speed? Well, I did recently listen to Barack Obama's new book, A Promised Land, and I was like, okay, this is, you know, it's good. It's a long book, but it's going at a decent pace. And then I realized it was at 1.5 speed and I turned it to regular speed and I was like, this sounds like slow motion. <laughs> Michelle is not lying when she makes fun of how slow he talks. Oh my God. How well, slow did it go? Like, like that? <laughs> oh my God. And then you fast forward. Dude? I think it's uh, some swings. <laughs> and then you fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, well, you Here's know, for busy thing. people, that's probably better, yeah. right? And I, I have a little bit of caffeine too. I have green tea in this thermos, so cheers! Uh, yeah. cheers, cheers, everybody! everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have my bottle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the next comedian that we have is John Yabes. So yeah. he's a U.S. Navy veteran that started doing stand-up in Hawaii. Dun, dun. Wow, he Hawaii and he moved to Los Angeles soon after and joined the comedy sketch group Try Harder Sometimes. And he's been seen on BuzzFeed, Samsung, and Fox. Well, I can hear myself twice. No, you're okay. 
Hi, John. How are you doing? John. John. Hi. Hi. Hey, everyone. I, you know, I just feel like I, I was crushed underneath uh, Eric's bio. Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't I, mention honestly, that I went to Harvard in my bio. All my on-screen credits are actually because of Eric. So uh, <laughs> I'm just an extension of his bio, basically. It was first <laughs> from his comedy career. So no, it was cool. It was cool to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm having a good time. I don't have any coffee, so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm running off of my 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 body, <laughs> my natural my natural aura. <laughs> I don't. Did that just offset everybody? I just feel like I just did. No, we're taking in your aura. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm just Jay Aquino with a different haircut, so. Um. <laughs> you know, John, when I saw you recently with the haircut, I was like, I was going to get the same haircut. Now I can't get that haircut anymore. Oh, so. look, I'm, just, I'm rocking the mullet now, man. You got to. Yeah, gotta oh, my gosh. Yeah, you, wow. yeah, you are. <laughs> you you remind good. me of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Yourself. Uh, Barack Obama? That can be. No. Uh, <laughs> man, what's his name? Uh, Saved by the Bill. The, the, the AC Omar. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Yeah. There you go. If I, could, if I could be, if I could be as sexy as that man, uh, it, it, I would definitely. Face, huh? You know what? If oh, just Mario just the face. Yeah, you should see the rest of me. I'm Mario Lopez. The rest of me is just garbage. So. Oh, <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I've actually seen him. I've seen him once. At an autograph signing because one of my friends is like, like yeah, um, his longtime fan. Oh my god, like so, Saved by the Bell days, right, yeah. and she was just like, oh my god, oh, I'm like, I'm like, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I actually went there and I actually met him. Yeah. Oh, nice. Not to brag, yeah. to, not anyone, not to be on a high horse or flex, but one time I went to a John Yabis signing. And uh, wow. I've just been such a big fan. So, it was so good. It was yeah. so great. So great. What did you get signed? Uh, just, you know what? Is this a PG show? Because I don't know. I thought I had to ask that. I had to sign, so I had cool. to sign an I 9 for tax reasons. That's uh, <laughs> I 9 inches, baby. All right. <laughs> and we have another military man. Um, so AJ Santos, he's a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and a comedian from Orange County who has been featured in numerous local shows from OC to LA. He is also the host of his own podcast, Man with a No Plan. AJ is oh. also a Marine Corps veteran who served between 2011 to 2015 and did one tour to Afghanistan. Oh my gosh. Wow, thank you so much for your service. And um, laughing is a gift to help ease the soul, and that's his main goal. Hi, AJ. Hey. Let's put AJ in the middle. Let's, let's refix the. Uh, no, put me underneath. Okay. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Got a ah. coffee to slate. Jeez Louise. Cool. <laughs> How are you doing? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Hey, okay, so like this is the first time in like a in quite some time actually that I've gotten to like talk to people because I've been quarantining because I got COVID, right? I'm here in Orange oh. and I'm like super nervous and 
I'm just like, it's kind of cool to see like all new faces and shit, you know? <laughs> Socialize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I haven't met, you know, a lot of people since, I mean, like COVID started. I mean, like when COVID started, that's when I, I met a lot of people. I mean, like a lot of people. Yeah, like usually, I met Atomic during yeah. this COVID time. Yes. I never knew her before. I never <laughs> knew Kuya Ed existed in yeah. my entire life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I, uh -huh. I feel like when it comes to comedy, it's sort of the same thing. Because I don't know about y'all, but I feel like we all kind of had like our crews and our groups and the people we saw. And then when like Zoom comedy became a thing, like everyone became connected. Like I don't care if you're on the East Coast, the West Coast, Canada, Berlin, South Africa, like everyone started doing shows together. So this mm -hmm. like big like community came up out of nowhere and we all became friends and I'm so grateful for it. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah. I tell people I had a comedy miscarriage because oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like just starting to get exciting and then and then COVID happened. I was like, I don't want to do this over Zoom. <laughs> At least but it happened in the first trimester. This right? is true. There's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it right that off that baby's so born. True. It's like, stop it, stop the mic. That is so true. I was just going to ask you, like, since it wasn't when, too far along, when did so you start doing comedy? Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm going to segue yeah. to my first question. <laughs> Yeah, I started doing comedy like um, probably around November, October, November, like 2018. No, 19. I can't remember now. Wait, 2020 was the one where all the bad things happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when I blocked out. So it was like, like October. Yeah, already from my mind. 2019, like end of 2019 is when I started getting into it and doing open mics. Like I'd taken a class and then um, I was going to do a show at the comedy store like March 20th. And then <laughs> everything shut down March 15th. I was like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, some. I mean, I've been doing some of these things online, so it's been cool. And Clubhouse, we've been doing an open mic on Clubhouse, so. So who's on Clubhouse? I, I'm on Clubhouse. Yeah. Right. Everyone else has an Android. Yeah. Gotta get on Clubhouse. I, 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 I actually followed Camille yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> we could do all like a Clubhouse room, right? Yeah, there's like Filipino Clubhouse rooms that are always like super fun to be in. There's a lot of cool creative people out there that yeah are proud to be Filipino. Yes, that is so true. So. Yeah, we're like advertising for them right now. Awesome, <laughs> I know. Get on Clubhouse, make sure you invite me. <laughs> so cool, yeah, Ed, you have to have Clubhouse. You have to be in the Clubhouse, right? The only Clubhouse I know is Mickey Mouse. Oh. <laughs> That's a good reference because for all us millennials who know what that means, yes. <laughs> yeah. You definitely watch that on, is it on the Netflix? I think it's on the Netflix. So were you guys like part of the Mickey Mouse Club? No, I'm a Disney fan. I'm, I'm a fan of the Disneyland, the Disney World, the Disney Plus, but no Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for me. So, so let's start with you then. Um, how did you get into stand-up comedy? How did it all start? Were you like the funny kid in your family or in the classroom? Have you always, you know, have you guys always been funny? Because I know like so, some people are late bloomers, right? Like they don't discover what they're actually capable capable of until later, you know, in their lives. 
Like no one knew, you know, we were capable of doing a podcast until recently, until last year. <laughs> For me, right? it was, um, it was when I was in high school, I was doing a lot of like, I was playing football a lot. I was doing athletic stuff. And then I remember one day, given we're all in Southern California, we can probably feel the vibe. I remember it started sprinkling. So they canceled football practice because of the sprinkle. Cause obviously us Californians can't take it. Um, so I ended up like walking the halls, just like waiting for my ride. And I stumbled upon the improv team. So I quit football, started doing improv the next day. And our coach was this amazing comic named Tom Clark. And I remember one time we were trying to set up a workshop and he was like, oh, I can't do a workshop because I'm on tour in South Africa that day. And I'm like, how do you just casually say that? How do you just casually <laughs> drop, I'm doing a tour in South Africa? And I thought it was so cool. And I was like, you know what? That's what I want to do. I think like this is, this is what's for me. So um, I officially started stand-up in 08. Um, I did a mic in 08. Um, I didn't do it for a while. I did a mic in 2010. And then I think... 2011 is when I really, really got serious. Isn't yeah. that a great story? That's what yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Drawing. So much at Eric Escobar and Venmo. High quality content coming in. What's up, guys? I only heard South Africa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How about you, Camille? How did I get into comedy? I actually, um, I wasn't like the loud kid. I was a good Filipina girl growing up, you know, and got the good grades, did all the things I was supposed to do. I liked speaking in front of people. But uh, when I got into adulthood, I was doing a lot of jobs where I was training people. That's how I started getting interested in improv because I thought Toastmasters would be really boring. And then improv was really cool. My teacher was like, you do rage really well. I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, it just comes from a natural place. I don't know. I feel like I have stuff to process. So um, it was just therapeutic to do improv. But then I learned I didn't really love improv. Um, I did other acting classes. And then as I was getting into like the performing piece of things, I just kept watching like stand-up specials like obsessively being like i want to do what they do they're in control of everything like the writing the performance they have to be up to date with like current events and cultural references so it just seemed like this whole kind of package um so you know as i was having an existential crisis i was sitting there going how can i get attention that i lacked in childhood and fill that void emotionally. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then I just started going to open mics and it was awesome. Um, yeah, but definitely uh, a very different direction than what I, what my parents, what my family, what everyone thought I was gonna do with my life, so. Wait, Camille, did you say you're a comic who didn't get enough attention as a kid? Yeah, I don't know if anyone else can relate to that. <laughs> I don't but... think so. I think we're all very, very mentally stable, great houses. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, One of the yeah, rare ones. I know, for sure. I've never heard a story like mine before, so I wanted to make sure it was out there. <laughs> and John? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I started doing, uh, I was a theater kid, a theater dork, and I did improv in, in high school. and. You know, like I, I naturally became attuned to comedy because, you know, not pretty passively. I was told, like, you know, I'm never going to be a lead in any kind of production. But I was good at, like, walking on and delivering a, a funny line and then walking off and, 
getting a huge applause and just like being like, well, I could do that for the rest of my life. Just <laughs> you know, <laughs> bit lines and uh, <laughs> I think they call that tokenism. Uh, uh, but no, the, uh, so I, I started when I was in high school, but uh, I started doing stand-up once I got out of uh, the Navy, basically. They said, uh, you got to do something to kind of transition yourself back into uh, to normal people lives. <laughs> and so they're just like, you should do something you, you did before. So I, I got back into improv. Uh, this was around like 2013, uh, and someone in my improv uh, class was like, "Hey, you got like a really weird voice. You should try stand up." <laughs> and I was just like, "All right, I'll, I'll check it out." And I found that like, I, yeah, just kind of like Camille, uh, 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 improv sucks. No, <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, I just found like uh, stand up to be just more uh, enjoyable, just because of the control and the, you know. Uh, you you've only got yourself to blame, but you you also got yourself to praise. So, um, mm -hmm. so I, yeah, that's why I enjoy stand up a whole lot more. And so we have this comment um, from one one of our viewers. She's saying like, "Oh, you didn't become a nurse or a postal worker." It's <laughs> <laughs> so typical, right? I, I, I think about that every day. I think about how good my life would be if I became one of those two things. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I dream about being a nurse and a postal worker at the same time. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, just working a 12-hour shift at a hospital and then and then right after just delivering mail for for the, for the next 8 hours. So <laughs> Well, we all know nurses and postal workers don't make as much money as comics, all right? So we definitely got the high end of the stick. Is that the saying? I don't think so. <laughs> And how about you, AJ? Um, yo, copy and paste Camille and John's story and then like put it online. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It was weird. I took acting classes and I was like, I don't like this. This is this is weird. This is not something that I like to do. And then like I I fell into improv and I found improv and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. I like this. And then they did like a stand-up comedy show and I was like, huh. I like this right here. And then I just stuck for the longest time. And I remember it like sucking and I was like, hmm, this feels good, you know? I was like, I like it here, it sucks. And I was like, this is where I am, this is where I'm here. So but what I'm did you like about um, stand-up comedy that um, you didn't like about acting in general? I think it, it's just the fact that, like uh, John and Camille were saying, it was, um, whatever is yours like whatever applause you get that's from you you created that and whatever hard work and effort you put into some it's like that's yours and nobody can take that from you and i think that's like the dopest thing about like doing comedy and being stressed and to take people out of their comfort zones man people have bad days you know and it's like imagine getting so good that you're just like ah oh. like i could just you know it's fun it's good i like it and it's good for like the soul Mm -hmm. Oh no, I appreciate it. Yeah, so awesome. And how about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, so I've been a fan of comedy since I uh, walked in on my dad watching uh, Chris Rock on HBO. That and was I was a like, very different direction. Than I thought it was go. <laughs> very. <laughs> I was like, that's, oh. a, that's a, lot, a lot of my stories involving my dad happened that way. Um. And then, like, uh, maybe around 2014, I was uh, finishing up as a community organizer, and I decided, hey, you know, 
I'll just uh, try the stand-up thing. So I did open bike at the Laugh Factory, and it went pretty well. And so, you know, I was, like, really happy, and I thought I found my true passion. So most of the time, like, when you find your true passion, I waited uh, five, four years to start pursuing it regularly. Um, and I actually met Eric at a UCB Sunset Show. Filipino and uh, and yeah and uh, yeah Filipino F and uh, Eric was uh, very like oh hey you should come to my open mic you know I think you'll like it you know and I showed up like uh, first few weeks of January like hey Eric what's up he's like hey who are you I, I don't remember you <laughs> no but seriously and then uh, I've been hooked ever since that was uh, January 2019 uh, you know and it's been a wild ride uh, you know so uh, I, I'm really happy because it's. Comedy is a great place. It's a great, you know, once you find your community in comedy, it becomes a lot easier to just express yourself and, you know, work ideas off each other. That's why, you know, uh, I work, I, you know, I've uh, performed both with Eric and uh, John um, on various shows. And it's like, it's just great to, you know, constantly work with other people and things like that. So I, I absolutely love it. And uh, I would love it more if it, we weren't in a pandemic, but what are you going to do? So. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so did you always um, want to be a comedian or what What did you want to be when you, you know, in the beginning, like at the very beginning, you know, when you like, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you grow up? Uh, one of my, I think uh, I wanted to be a senator, you know, I thought, oh, wow. man, they'll never elect a Filipino <laughs> as president. Uh you know, but, oh, you know, maybe, maybe we have an Asian-American uh, vice president, so maybe I shouldn't have settled so much. But then, uh, so I got into a lot of public service stuff after college. Um, and then, you know, but, you know, I feel like you got to connect with people. That's like, you know, a lot of the, like, uh, great presidents, like uh, Camille mentioned, uh, we were talking earlier, and she was mentioning Barack Obama. And, like, Barack Obama could be pretty, pretty funny sometimes. And, like, that's how you connect with people. That's what I found out when I was organizing, like, if I could just put a joke into what I'm trying to agitate the people to do, then it kind of makes it a bigger community and we're working towards the goals. That's kind of how I look at comedy, where it's like, you know, we all are connected by the humor, and then, like, that would let that connection remains even after, you know, the show or whatever. I completely agree. I feel like you can have... I don't know about y'all, but we've seen comics with amazing material go up and bomb because they're just mm -hmm. they're, they're in their heads, they're not present. But you have someone who might not have any material, but they're connecting and they're sincere and they build that community and they make people feel safe and they crush. And it's wild because it's like on paper, you are horrible, but you can connect with someone, yo, good vibes, good people. And that's that, you know, that community is I think what really fosters that fun, hilarious, I want to laugh environment. Anyone else? Like, did you guys always want to be a comedian or was it like accidental? I think it was accidental for me. I, uh, I mean, like I said, I grew up doing all the things I was supposed to do. I was working, I had graduated from Harvard with a master's degree. I went to the Peace Corps. I went, came to DC. I worked for the Peace Corps agency during Obama's term. And at the same time, I was a yoga teacher so my aunties were our, and then I left all that, that life, you know, of like the stability, the passport that would take me places. And then um, my aunties are like, what's your, what, what are you doing? You have a Harvard de master's degree and you're just a yoga teacher. Like, what is your plan? Like, what, what's your backup plan? 
And I was like, well, yoga is my backup plan. Like now I'm like, yoga is my backup plan. Um, <laughs> they're like, what's your plan? I'm, they're like, Mary Rich. I'm like, no, it's stand up. <laughs> you know, they're like totally thrown off, but what I was going to do. And so am I, but I think that's what makes life exciting. I think that like, it's a, it, it's a symbol of resilience to be able to laugh when life has so many adversities. So comedians are really resilient people. We can find the humor in like the shittiest circumstances. <laughs> and like our unique life experiences make our comedy more like true, you know? I feel like I came at comedy at a time when I had enough life stories that I could look back on and turn into like, it's, it's funny looking back at these crazy life experiences I've had and now I can like share it with people in a way that's funny and like, yeah. I think it's so fascinating whenever y'all meet like a comic who's like 18 and you're like, what are you gonna talk about? Like, do you have anything, do you even know, like, do you pay your own phone bill? Like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Like, oh, and I completely agree. You need that life experience to really kind of like, your game. Yeah, I think, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like, I think definitely accidental. I mean, if you, I think if you were to meet me as a kid, you know, if you were to be like, what is a comedian? I, I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was goofy. I knew that like, uh, I, I couldn't really connect people, connect with people on a deeper level, but it came to like emotional things. I was always good at like making people feel good or like lightening up the situation, you know? So like, I was like, I don't know what, what it would be to do, to, to do this as a, for a living. So like, uh, you know, it's, so something in the, I think, I think once I started doing theater, uh, that, that became more of a, um, more of a plausible route when it came to performing. Um, so Stan came much later. And I think um, when, when it really hit for me is when I started uh, going back and watching a lot of Norm MacDonald uh, on SNL when he did Weekend Update and just realizing that like, yeah, you could, you could take very serious things and make fun of it. And if you could do that with a straight face and like have people laugh at you, uh, there, there's a route, there's a, there's a way you can, you, can, you can make money off of this basically. Um, I think we just lost AJ, I think. <laughs> He's not a Norm McDonald fan. Maybe he's just not a Weekend Update fan. Yeah, he was, he was just like, how dare he bring up that guy? No, but yeah. He forgot so, to play yeah. <laughs> But yeah, for sure. And I think like uh, uh, the, 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 the day it was, because so, I started doing stand-up in Hawaii. And I remember uh, I was booked for a show. And it was somebody that I had never met. And then they asked me how much I wanted to get paid for a show. And like, as someone that had never gotten paid to do this ever, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know, like $20? $20? And I said it like that, like, like, like an idiot, you know what I'm saying? And then he, he looked at me like, okay, 20 bucks. And I was like, damn, I, could, I, like, I, like, I need to learn how to, to utilize myself a little bit better and you know start looking at like start looking at things kind of like a business you know because if this is what you want to do it's like you got to start looking at it like that i think mm -hmm. um, that's for like sure. the most painful thing that i think one of us could ever hear when they're like what's your rate <laughs> and you're like what's your budget and they're like well what do you want and you're like what do you want yeah and then you like pitch them a number and they're like, oh, that's it? Yeah, sure. And that's always <laughs> the most crushing feeling ever. Like, I've gotten, I get Lisa Starbucks gift card out of here. What's going so on? What, what reaction do you guys get when you tell them you're a comedian? 
<laughs> I, I guess it depends on who you're like, you know, when it comes to my family, they're just like, yeah. what is like, that's not a thing. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, uh, all right, uh, tell us what you're really doing. You know? Um, I think when it comes to most people I experience, it, it always depends on who I tell I'm a comedian. You should, I, I know I should probably tell everyone I'm a comedian, but like you, you kind of tell people you're a comedian and, and all, all everyone expects are jokes. They expect you just to be on all the time. So I get kind of selective, mm -hmm. right? The people I tell, the people I tell uh, I'm a comedian to are people I'm just like, can this, uh, can this person help me out? <laughs> that's how I met John. That was yeah, that's, that's, that's how that's how I yeah that's how I ended up sleeping with Eric. So um, <laughs> it was great. You still owe me a hundred bucks, by the way. You don't make it twenty. Make it twenty. I'll take twenty. That's totally yeah. fine. Twenty. <laughs> AJ, how'd you start stand up, baby? Hey, hey, sorry about that disconnect earlier. My internet just shut down. I got really panicky and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then it back up. But, anyways, um, I, it was like it, it started off as improv, is like where I was like, oh, this is like, okay, this is, this is cool. Like, I can, I can do something. I can make, I can, I don't know. I don't know, man. And I like being the center of attention. It was like, it's kind of, you know what I mean? You just you fall in love with the pieces that are like going on, and then it's just like I don't know, make it yourself, and then like just being able to relate stories that people could relate to, and and then a lot about my balls, you know. It's just like it's weird. It's a funky place because I like I tell real like like they're inappropriate stories. Like I used to tell Playboys as a kid. And it was just like a, a, those little journeys and stuff, you know. I just I don't know, I don't know. I I don't know, but yeah, that's how I got into it. I have. Can I like pose a little question, Mick? Is that cool? Sure. Cool. I feel like I don't know because we got a lot of improvisers in the house. I, I've always felt like improv always felt between like a one and a ten. You know what I mean? You have a good show, feels like a ten. You feel great. You have a bad show, feels like a one. You're like, oh, this sucks. Let me get pizza. But I feel like stand-up's like plus 100, negative 100. You know what I mean? Like, when you kill it, you feel like 100. You don't sleep that night. You're freaking out. You're like, this is amazing. But when you're on, it's not a one. It's like a negative 83. And you just, it crushes you. Do you guys feel sort of similar? Do you have anything to yeah, comment I think on that? that? that goes back to that like it's yours like it's all yeah. yours you can't blame it on a scene partner you can't blame it on like somebody else's writing you can't blame it on a director like it's all you so that is part of like what makes it extreme in like both directions you know like holy shit people think i'm interesting and funny like the power you feel when it's you on stage making a room of people laugh there's nothing like it you know Amen. but then on the other hand you being up there it's like being up on stage without your clothes on <laughs> like <laughs> yeah can't that is I my act. That is <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's when you kill, right that's when you kill. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you guys died on stage Oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 Mostly. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's like your confidence taken from you. Like you have like you know, you guys ever have like one of those just like really good days and you're like, yeah, I'm about it, I'm about life. And then you're like, I'm gonna go to open mics and I'm gonna kill it today. Like I'm gonna destroy it. And then you get there and then it just doesn't work and you're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back yeah, home. I, I 
I think I've had like the most existential crisis is doing stand up. You know, I, I I love it. I love it when you like. I love it when you do a two like a like, like a twofer where you crush on one show, and then you're all confident, <laughs> and you go to the next show, and you just bomb, and using the same material, and then you just go into a rural spin, and you're just like, what is anything? What am I? <laughs> you know. I, I remember yeah. I had a I had an experience where, and thank God it was an open mic and not a show, but like. I had, I had an experience where I was brought up to nothing, to no reaction. I got no reaction during my entire set, and I left the stage without anyone reacting. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, wow, I could have just done nothing for the last ten minutes, and it would have been the same thing. And I was like, that that was that was a big moment where I was like, uh, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> am I proving everyone else right? Like. <laughs> I want to call yeah. out Jay Aquino because Jay, you're you're an enigma in comedy because I've seen you do extremely well and kill, and you walk off and you're like, whatever. But then other times you like, no offense, don't do the best, and you walk off being like, ah, yeah, that was fun, that was great. You like nothing phases Jay, I feel, but I could also be wrong. No, no, uh, Eric. Oh, I don't think. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that, uh, but um, so. A lot of times when you see me at, at mics, Eric must have been seeing me at a mic or something like that. Uh, I I write my I write my material on like um, I try to work out stuff on stage, obviously, like at most people. But a lot of it I'm trying out, so like I'm making notes in my head when I do it. I do it very analytically, so it's like, oh, you know, what is that part that didn't work? Oh, I get, I thought that wasn't gonna work and stuff like that. So maybe Eric saw me on a good day or something, but uh. uh like going off your original question, Eric, it's like, it's like a weird like comedy is like magic, you know, and it's like we kind of know like we're 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 at the stage where we're trying to learn magic, and we've learned a few tricks, but occasionally people see and it's just like you know they see the rabbit and then it's like but the rabbit's got you know got a, it's a little cut or whatever and all you know I don't know magic at all, but you know it's like. Uh, it's like you know the worst feeling for me personally is like when you're uh, you think you're killing it right and then like every like everybody's vibing and then you say the wrong joke and then the room just goes silent and it's like <laughs> you wish you could like have that one of those like secret buttons and make it go back where it's in time like seventeen seconds it's like okay I'm not gonna use that joke that joke is going off in some pile over there but uh, I think I I like the struggle though. That's the main thing I like about comedy when you're um, when you're uh, trying when, when when you're just just doing it. It's it's a wonderful thing, especially if you're around your peers. Um, even the worst moment, like you have your friend that comes up, you're like, oh, rough set, Jay, and then but uh, you got you'll get him next time, and so that's that's part of it too. So, so how do you come up with material? I don't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get on stage and then you make it. He just takes off his clothes. I feel like, honestly, I, I, I don't write as much as I should. Um, previously, I was doing a lot of just like, if something funny came to me, I would just throw it on my notes in my phone. And then like, if I had a big show or like a longer set where I needed to build more time, I would just like look through my notes and be like, what can I like pull out? What do you think works out? Like, could this work? Could that work? Is this a longer bit? Um, recently, I've, I've had I have two practices that I've kind of picked up over quarantine that's kind of helping my writing. Um, I try to free write every morning. I'll think of prompts. I'll just do like 
a five minute timer, look at it, see if anything comes out, try to get in that flow. I'm also, I'm also a big David Lynch fan. I don't know if you guys are David Lynch people, but he's super into transcendental meditation. It's called like TM and it's very exciting. And I feel like if I meditate, maybe like once before breakfast, once before I go to sleep, it kind of puts me in sort of a, a zone where I can kind of look at my thoughts from the outside. And I feel doing that is like, if someone, if a comic were to come to me and be like, I have this joke, I could be like, oh, I thought of a really good tag or I thought of a better way to word it. Or I think of, you know, this could be a cool way to do it. But when it comes to my own material, it's so hard for me to like think of prompts and think of setups. So um, kind of getting outside of your brain and looking at your material that way, I feel like I can look at it from another point of view. And that's been helping a lot with my writing. But um, it's, I think, you know, does it work? Maybe. Is it just me trying to force more writing? Probably. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, when I write material, it's like, Eric, it's like whenever. Like, I got so, I used to, I first tried uh, writing with one of these notebooks, you know, and like, oh, but then I would lose the notebook, you know, like a lot, like we go, we go to the same open mics and sometimes I, I get back the next week and the person's like, oh, you left your notebook. And like, oh yeah, I forgot my notebook <laughs> and stuff like that. And so, cause like, it got to the point where, okay, I'll just, and so I, I made, now everything's connected on my phone. So it's like, I have an app where it's like, you know, I can write it on my computer, I can write it on my phone, and then I just piece together wherever, you know, like, sometimes I, I act like I'm on Instagram or whatever, but really I'm writing jokes while, while I'm talking to someone. I think I, I did it uh, the other day, I was talking to my mom, and I would just, I would put a, put a little note in there, you know, I'm still listening, uh, mom, but uh, I have to put the joke in before I forget it. And the other thing is, um, I live in Los Angeles, but I drive down to San Diego to see my family sometimes, and I, I think of so many jokes in the driving time. So it's like it's like uh, in a you know when you have a dream you have to write it down as soon as you get home. So that's kind of a, another thing that happens to me a lot. Like hopefully, you know, just talking things out and you know just that's how that's how I try to come up with material. Yeah, I think yeah. it's helpful to have a the, like the notes app. I'll have ideas and just jot it down there so you know you have somewhere to put it. Um, when I took the comedy writing class, the practice they re recommended was to take time every day to write and then they would give us prompts. So that kind of jump started like how to generate these ideas. But mm. for me, if it is something like that is painful in my personal life, I know eventually part of the healing process is gonna be able to look at it in a way where I'm like, you know, fuck that dude, let's make fun of him. And like, Why that's how- <laughs> You're such a source of inspiration. That's why. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. I think it's um, <laughs> no, but yeah. So if it's like something that has some kind of emotional weight to it, that's something I'll look at for material for sure. Um, or if yeah, something just kind of makes me laugh in the way that I think of the words, I'm like, that's gonna be part of something. Let me let me just make a note of that and then kind of take time to flesh it out. So yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I I can approach the same way as uh, as Camille in the sense that like most of my material is just things that make me laugh. Uh, I've kind of learned to like not really keep any of my jokes sacred because I don't think anything I write is very sacred or or, <laughs> or or anything. So most of my ideas are kind of jumbled like bullet points in various notebooks. And so like I so and I do it in such a way where I'm pretty sure that if anyone read my notebooks, they would think like a psychotic person wrote this, this doesn't make any sense, you know? So I'm never really, 
I'm never really afraid that people are gonna be like, pick up my notebooks and be like, I'm gonna become a comedy god, you know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, I, I kind of flow with like what, what I like at the time and what makes me laugh and like what I want to tell. And it's all, and it's, 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 it's a real, it's, it's gonna sound real dumb, but like it's all in here, you know, until I get hit by, get hit in the head or something. But like, oh, no. <laughs> but it does sound dumb. You're right, John. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean like, it's, it's it's like uh, most of my material, yeah. It's just kind of like it's all rolodex in different places all, all over. I probably should get it more organized, but you know, I'm a I'm an old man when it comes to doing anything. So, <laughs> has anything embarrassing ever happened to you guys on stage? Any stories? Uh, uh, <laughs> a drunk a drunk man once jumped on stage and then immediately passed out. And he got more laughs than I did. <laughs> uh, oh I already gosh. told you guys about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he was drunk and he was Eric now. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that was, uh, I remember trying to, make it, trying to make a joke after that and that and the joke bombed. And I was like, oh, I really wish this guy would just take the rest of my time. But he's passed out. <laughs> I um I would say probably about a month ago, two months ago, I was working at a casino up in Oregon, and um, they call my name up. It's just me and a headliner. Uh, I I go to the stage. This guy tries to rush on the stage and like take the mic, and I'm like, please don't do that. Security, where are you? Um, he's yelling throughout my entire set. He's getting aggressive. He like wants to fight, and I'm like, security, please come. I asked for security four times before he pulled out his concealed carry on me. Um, I've never had a gun pulled on me at a show, but it was very oh embarrassing. God. It was, <laughs> it was I mean, most embarrassing. That's, that's I was so scary. scary. Is that even yeah. embarrassing anymore? Oh my goodness. It was horrible. <laughs> I was like, I just want to do my, I, I was supposed to do like 30. I think I did like 10 minutes and I was like, you can handle the rest of this headliner. I'm showing. <laughs> oh my God. So have you guys like had, you know, like. Um, you know, a lot of rock stars have that groupie experience, like, you know, ladies throwing stuff. You Comedy, know. they're called I, chuckle have you guys peppers. experienced any of those? I uh, wish. Thank you, Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Boston. How you doing, Oregon? <laughs> so, female comics are pretty rare. And guys that get laughs, I'm making some generalizations here, but guys that get laughs, they feel very good about themselves after, right? And I have had some guys hit on me after shows and I'm offended. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Did you not listen to my set? That proves that you were not listening to what I had to say on stage. Um, but yeah, I won't, I've never chuckle effed anybody because I always look at people's credits before going out with them. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, I think that's some of the best advice you could give a female comic is, yeah, don't hook up with anyone that you meet in an open mic unless you approve of their credits, so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you should hook up with anyone at oh an open mic, period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. That's that is, uh, Do you guys have any uh, favorite comedians? Who are your favorite comedians? How about AJ? AJ, who's your favorite comics? Um, let me see. Uh, I would say, like, growing up, I listened to a lot of Rex Navariti, right? He was that old school Filipino dude. He was like that OG. Mm -hmm. And um, I really got into, like, 
Pablo Francisco with my uncle. You remember? Does anybody remember that dude? He used to do like the voice sound effects. Yes, the sound effects. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and then I went through like my groupie Dane Cook like phase, and I was like, all right. But my my like, I get inspiration from like I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's just I like a lot of comedians. They're like Joe Coy, super dope right now. Like I don't know, they're just all so good, you know. I'm like. <laughs> I saw that shade, Eric. <laughs> so there, there's, there's one actually one question in the comment section. Um, who's better, Rex or Jokoi? Rex, Rex. Rex. Well, Joe doesn't. Well, Joe's doing Rex's material, so I guess oh. they both. Oh. Are. <laughs> if we want to get real about it. <laughs> So there we have the answer. <laughs> I was kind of afraid to ask. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. I got all the respect for Joe Coy. I know he's killing it. You know, if anyone's that successful in the game, he's awesome. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a Rex guy. You know what I mean? Rex was huge for me coming up. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm living the dream because I get to open for him every once in a while. And I really check myself and I'm like, this is... This is 16-year-old Eric's, like, biggest dream. This is his bucket list item, and he's doing it. And it's – I'm just a Rex guy, 100%. Can you fuck with the Packers? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. That's the famous one. Yeah. Pack this sheet. <laughs> do you still put the Filipino accent when you joke around? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do here and there, but I try to limit it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's yeah. – it's easy to it's easy to do and like kind of make fun of, but at the end of the day, we all want to celebrate, you know, our Filipino heritage and our Filipino culture. So I think it's something that's like doable, but it's like you know, tread lightly. Let's not hate on yeah. our people. Let's bring the awareness that we're awesome, we're hilarious, and you know, Filipinos are great. That is yeah. so true. And do you think Filipino comedians are making more of an impact today than they than they were ten years ago? I mean, how are Filipino comics now perceived? Yeah, we're getting like, I feel like we're getting a good surge of them. You, like a lot of, what's his, the dude that plays the guitar? Uh, he did JD. Yeah. JP de Guzman? Yeah, JR de Guzman. There we go. JR de Guzman, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, and he like plays the, and it's just like, we're, we're like kind of slept on as like the funny types of Asians. And it's like, hey, man. Wait till we break through. We're kind of, you know, we're funny cats, you know? And then we're here to like, like, I'm so, it's weird because like I'm born, obviously, right? I'm born, I'm a first generation American. So that's super dope. But then for a little bit, I lost touch with my Filipino side. And then I wouldn't really like kind of do my fob voice. But then, you know, it brought me back to somewhere that's like, you know, back home. That's what's comforting to me, you know? And then when you get to meet people like that, like that's what's pretty tight, you know? I feel like stand-up is, it's such an American art form. You know what I mean? It got mm -hmm. popularized out here, you know, when it came to like the 80s and the comedy boom, like clubs were all over in America. And um, I think every every place has like, you know, their stand-up crew or their stand-up culture. And in the Philippines, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, their stand-up wasn't stand-up. You know, it was very much like someone maybe like dressing up and then they like go out and, you know, they'll just like sing some songs and people will like heckle them and they'll like come with their torts and it wasn't really as 
a stand to be as we see today. Like now you see like a very pure version of what stand up is here, kind of over there. You know, people are doing jokes, people are doing crowd work, people are doing act outs, people are, are you know, doing tags. And um, even there's a crew called uh, Comedy Manila. And they're a bunch of, you know, Filipino comics. They travel the Philippines. They're all amazing. They're all super funny. And it's just stuff we haven't seen before, um, which is very exciting. Very, very exciting. Because, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Eric. And especially coming from the Filipino-American perspective, I think um, what's also happening is that as the American story becomes less about just one type of story and becomes all about our different type of stories, like... Going off of what AJ is saying, I'm also a person whose family immigrated here, and then I was born in, in the U.S. So now my story is a part of the American story, and so part of the part of what we're doing is we try to make our experience relatable, and it it is. You know, it's not a situation where we're we're just making jokes just to the Filipino community. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but mm-hmm. the bigger you can make it, the bigger you can make your platform, the more you can make money. You know, next time that. John gets asked how much do you want to get paid, he can say more because he makes not just Filipinos, but everybody laugh. So, you know, yeah, so I think that's it's part of power. Yeah, $21. <laughs> and also, I also want to add, like, you know, when I look at this crew right here, we're all friends, so I'm a little biased, but, you know, I can look at, like, John and be like, great comic, AJ, great comic, Jay, great comic, Camille, great comic. Ten years ago, it would have been like, oh, they're a great Asian comic or they're a great Filipino comic. And it was like, why does why does my why does that have to come before like what I am? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like now we're just great artists. Um, we're not being yes. put in those boxes of like, oh, they're they're only great Asian artists, so they're only great Filipino artists. And I think there's something really exciting there. You know what I mean? It's it's given a chance for us to break into that mainstream, get seen as just as people, <laughs> and it's exciting. Yeah, I think the representation that we are seeing in the entertainment community in general is really inspiring. And it shows that like when a group of us rise, like we can all start to rise together and that our stories are relatable. Like there are so many other immigrant stories out there that aren't necessarily unique to the Filipino experience that other Mm -hmm. people can find themselves in and like relate to the humor in it. So yeah, you know, we see it through a specific lens, but I think that a lot of the foundations of comedy are like universal. People can understand like irony and being surprised about an unexpected outcome and yeah. How do you you apply for that kind of job? You call that job or (laughs) normally a job they're looking, hiring waitress, need a accountant, what about comedians? How do you get to the, to those kind of gigs? Who you email you? a thousand clubs and one says maybe. Straight <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just kind of just keep shooting your shots, and you, you just get used to get you, you get used to the word no, and then you get really excited about the about the yeses, you know, and then you try to foster those relationships and uh, uh, navigate them into something that you can make money off of for sure. Do you um, have to um, submit a video or reel? Okay. Yeah, and I'll, and I would say like the thing that is the biggest part more than a good video, more than good credits, references. You know what I mean. Your reputation in this game is everything. Absolutely everything. Um, you can be killing it for twenty years, and you mess up somewhere, and that that sticks with you. It just does. And it's oh well, I didn't mean to have a bad set or whatever, but that's always how they're going to see you. So 
just building up a really strong reputation of being a great comic and even more importantly, a good human being, someone who's professional, someone who's easy to work with. They'll reply to your emails on time. They'll go out and you'll, like, you'll go out and do your own radio. You won't wait for someone to be like, oh, promote the show. Like you go out and promote it. Like it's just like you're saying, it's just like any other job. You know, you just want to do your job well. And if you do your job well and people trust you and people like you and they can refer you to things and vouch for you, you'll love a lot. You, do you think looks could be an extra add-on for being a, a comedian? Your looks? I think you can take away. I think if you're too attractive, people are more focused on the hot guy or the hot girl than they are listening or to maybe, you. Or maybe a, or a goofy look or a dorky look. Would, would that be an add-on to his jokes? Well, don't talk no, about I'm Jay like that, all right? He's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. I, I, I saw the screen he was looking at, too, when he was said that. I was like, come on. We're, we're, we're all comedians here. Look like like Jay. You know, what attracts me the most on Jay, his voice. It seems that he inhaled some helium, right? Or, <laughs> huh? or, or sounds like a porky pig. He, he just sounds like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that's all, folks, right? And then I, John, I wouldn't say that. Right? <laughs> if, I, nah. if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Stand the, by my brothers and sisters. <laughs> if I'm the audience, man, just, just from his voice, I'm going to be laughing, you know? <laughs> well, one of the things like uh, I found out, about comedy is like you gotta go with what what do you have like i can't change my voice i can't change the color of my skin i can't change i can change my hair but other than that you know there's like there's things about me and i have to accept those things and bring that to the audience and if they accept that and then i can make them laugh about it then that's part of the game so you know like one of the things that i've always been told uh when i meet other comedians is like jay you always look happy it's like Eric, I'm having the worst day of my life right now. Actually, you know, um, you know, but like, like that's just part of that's part of when people see me when I come up on stage, people right. assume that. So then I can use that, like, oh, you know, uh, like, you know, I people thought I was having a nice day today, and I said, "Fuck you, to that guy," or whatever, you know, uh, things like yeah. that. So. I, I think I think stand up more than any other form of entertainment, maybe. Not, not even music, but I think stand-up has that magical aspect to it where, you know, regardless of your looks, regardless of your age, you can make it when you're, like, 41. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like you don't uh, – I feel like a lot of being an actor or being a singer, there's – yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, prevalence about being young and, and, go and good-looking, you know, whatever you term as attractive. And then as the older you get, you, like, you see those people start to struggle a little bit. But like, but like you know, you you know, you take, you know, you take like a Mark Marin, you know, you take like a, uh, you know, it's like a Louis C.K. Right? Who like guys? The, I know I said his name. I'm sorry, but like this is just an example. <laughs> but like, uh, but there's that like they've been around forever, but they they they, they kind of reach the mainstream a little bit later. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I'll just stick with Mark Marin. You know, with Glow and 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 Joker. You know, like. 20 years ago, that guy would have never gotten into those gigs. So, I mean, uh, I, the, the one reason I love stand-up is that, you know, if you really do stick with it, you know, and you don't get deterred, you know, you might be 50 and, like, your parents might be dead, so, like, you don't have to disappoint anyone anymore. But, you know, you, eventually, if you, if you stick with it, you're like, you, you'll, make it at, you'll make it at some level, which is nice, you know? And if you could do anything about um, the comedy industry, what would it be if you were – given the chance to change anything, what would it be? I think stand-up, unfortunately, has in the past been very much a uh, 
an aggressive boys club that makes things okay when they're necessarily not okay. And um, I think we're getting better. I think it's, it's an exciting time because inappropriate behavior and harassment is getting called out now. And there's way too many comics. So yeah, let's like clear the fat. Let's cut it. You know what I I mean? I was going to say, if there is one thing I could change about the comedy scene, especially as like a female comic and having been in many rooms at this point with like, as the only female in the room, like to sit there in the boys club and hear jokes about like hurting women, like, and having people laugh at that, like, that's messed up. Like I would, I would, you know, just make it so that that is not acceptable because yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, that's not what comedy is about. I don't think it should be about like encouraging these like really hurtful things on people. I think there is something to be said for like punching up when you're in that position on stage to find ways to find humor in, in, things in situation where like you're not being a bully or yeah just completely like alienating an entire group of people so more importantly than equality uh pay i would actually change the pay we let's get paid more instead of having equalness i'm kidding no okay that didn't go over well thought i would take a risk i just would like to get paid more thank you very much okay let's i'm gonna take a pee break i'll be so and so we have a... oh. go what ahead, can, go ahead. What, what can you guys say about too much cursing on a jokes that that's been so rampant you know, right nowadays rather than having a clean jokes you know like all those cursing you know uh, i would I say it always yeah, I think it, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I don't know, Eric, you might agree with this, but I, I think everything's like with approach. <laughs> uh, you know like because everyone's gonna have their own style you know I'm, I'm not i'm not one to be like you should you know i mean you're definitely more bookable if you could work clean for sure mm-hmm. and keep and, and like i think i think uh, if you were to dissect jokes uh more often than not clean jokes work better in the long run you know you could mm-hmm. definitely clean up your dirty jokes and make them good you know, but I'm not saying that you don't have to curse because, like, there's definitely you know comedians that are that are great that curse all the time. Right. You know, I think I think I think everything is is execution. Uh, if if that's if that's your brand, if you just need to if you need to drop some f bombs every now and right. then, uh, or if you just you know you were completely you, you were completely clean and you joke about hot pockets. You know, it's just uh, humor is very subjective, and if you, if you can execute it and make it funny, then you know, then just roll with it. I, yeah. I definitely agree. And it's kind of like one of those things, like, it depends what you want. You know, where do you want to be in 10 years? Like, Ed, you know, and if you wanted to be a, an accountant, that's a very different skill set and resume than if you were applying to be a waitress. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely one of those things where, like, whatever you want, you have to work towards. So if you want to get your Disney show and if you want to be um, working colleges and cruise ships, I think that's a very different path than like wanting to work clubs and maybe being like an alt comic and getting more, you know, kind of like one nighter, you know, rough and tumble shows on the road. So I think, you know, it, obviously, you know, like John said, I completely agree. If you clean, you're going to have more work opportunities, but um, you know, if you're not going to be happy, you know, doing an hour in front of a bunch of college kids or on a cruise ships and you'd rather be, you know, in the clubs and, you know, maybe even doing some dirty material here and there, then that's what makes you happy. And at the end of the day, we all got into this 
freaking weird game because we just want to be happy and we enjoy it and we like it. So no. I'm not one to tell anyone, like, you can't do that material. Don't do that material. Actually, you stole that. You shouldn't do that. That's kind of hack. Don't do that. What am I saying? But it's definitely one of those things where it's like, it depends, you know, what makes you the happiest. Kind of follow that and see what you need to get there. And if it's being clean, it's being clean. If it's being dirty, it's being dirty. If it's being crowd working, mm -hmm. it's being crowd working. So what makes you ha the happiest when it comes to being a comic? <laughs> I was going to say eating steaks. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, you know, if I, if I can make, if I can make an entire room laugh and right. have them remember my jokes and come up to me afterwards and then, you know, be like, Oh, that, that joke, that, that joke is awesome. I, I, I like, like, I like you as a person, you know, things like that. You know, that's, I mean, uh, I don't know about anybody else, but like that, just a re just a reaffirmation that I'm doing things right and I'm and I'm connecting with people. You know, mm -hmm. that's 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 if I could just have that, that that that'd be great. Yeah, laughter I think truly is the best medicine, and to be able to generate that laughter, like it's such a an amazing feeling. I think that is like to hear that. I don't know. It's it's yeah makes it really special. It makes, that's the magic. Mm -hmm. Can you guys give us like, uh, like a minute sample each of a joke? Uh, my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. How much more time do I have? How much more time? Quick joke. Oh my. <laughs> This might be like too insane for comics, but I got a, I got a minute left. Uh, let me tell this. Let me tell a story. AJ. Quick joke. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> um, like, like a joke? A jo I don't know. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, okay. What's your best so gonna... pickup line? What's your yeah, best no, okay. pickup line? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Which is also his it's... best joke, to be honest. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I took a, uh, I took a little, I took a little edible earlier and I've just been kind of cruising through this like entire experience. And it's like, oh, so I don't really know when I'm like being talked to or not. And I apologize. <laughs> That's a great one minute bit. That was perfect. But um, yeah, yeah, okay. He froze for a second. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but okay. So my parents, right? They got divorced, right? And then um, <laughs> um, dude, I'm out. I don't know. I like a I don't have nothing for you guys right now. I'm just like <laughs> I want to hear from Jay, man. <laughs> Um, you know, this is actually a true story. Um, I uh, recently gave a presentation on stress management, um, but I was uh, pretty stressed out about it, though. So next month, I'm going to give a presentation on irony. Uh, <laughs> so. 
It's a one-liner, just throw that in there. Use chicken bread in a sentence. Stick in bread in a sentence? Chicken. Chicken bread in a sentence. Oh. Wow. Look like at this chicken, chicken bread. bread. <laughs> chicken bread. I had chicken and I put it on some bread. Chicken bread. <laughs> chicken, chicken bread in a sentence. Chicken bread? Chicken. 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 Beef chicken. Beef tortilla? What are we saying? <laughs> pork pita. I can do a pork pita. Use chicken bread in a sentence. Uh, <laughs> empanada. Hey. Oh now I'm hungry. Oh my God. I'm hungry for chicken bread. Is, I feel like this is, chicken. is this a deep you, cut right now? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah. Um, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what happened to her? Chicken bread! <laughs> Chicken bread! Did you guys get it? Oh my god! Yeah! They're still thinking, what is that? Yeah, I, I, I got it, but if the audience out there didn't get it, we're just going to explain. Like chicken breath, like chicken yeah. bread. Chicken nut uh, bread. That's like it's a like, chicken that's nut like bread. A, that's chicken like your your tito your tito joke, right? <laughs> I have a Filipino joke. How do you beat up lumpia? How you punch it? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Bring out all the dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about Camille? The girl, the girl. We want some to hear some. So just the regular comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's a... comic. Let's hear her period jokes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. going to do the. I, Wait, were you talking about John or Camille when you said the girl? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to do that the next show I'm at. I'm just going to be like, the girl, the girl. <laughs> the girl. <laughs> oh, my God. So, guys are really missing out by not getting periods. Because never has a guy walked to the bathroom, pulled down his pants, seen blood, all over his underwear and said, Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Camille, you can't speak for me. All right. Sometimes it gets <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I get hemorrhoids. So when I pull my underwear down, there's blood. <laughs> You know? That edible definitely out. kicked in, AJ. Oh. This is AJ, oh go to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> go to a doctor now. Go, go yeah. to one of our titos or titas. <laughs> go to a nurse. Yeah. Go to your tita. <laughs> so we do have like an, uh, a question um, from one of our viewers. How do you handle hecklers? Ooh, I got heckled once by Andy Dick at a show. What? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Eric, you say that as if that's like surprising. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I just kind of played into it, I guess. It was, I was like, I, you guys, I'm getting heckled by Andy Dick. And someone else was like, he's not heckling you. He's hitting on you. And I was like, okay, this is, I don't even know what to do about that, but this is part of my show now. And then I just directed all of my punchlines towards him. So, 
awesome. <laughs> I I would say like a like a, the, the a key thing about handling hecklers is that you got to be really you got to make really sure that you're funnier than that heckler. <laughs> because if a, if if a heckler throws something at you and they're funnier than you and their comeback is, is is not good, then you've then you've lost you've lost the audience. So uh, I, you you either you either you you're either funnier than a heckler or you just go buck wild and you beat them up. I think I <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if there's an in between, but I feel there's not. something to that. Like I feel you never. Everyone has their own vibe. I never want to be mean to a heckler. You know what I mean? Because I feel like hecklers, 90% of the time, they're just drunk. They want to be a part of the show. They don't realize they're being horrible people. Um, they don't realize they're being dicks, Andy or not. And I feel <laughs> like it's one of those things where you, you kind of got to, like, bring them in and make – at the end of the day, you just want everyone to feel safe. You know what I mean? And I think when you get aggro, sometimes you can be like – so I'm just trying to always just be like, oh, yeah, you know, make fun of them a little bit. Don't go too hard because, you know, at the end of the day, I think I have sold more merch to hecklers than I have like any person because, you know, they want to be a part of the show. You bring them in for a minute and then afterwards they're grateful and they buy some lighters, they buy a T-shirt or whatever. So I try to be kind. Um, but if they're going real hard, real mean, I, I just ask for security. I try not to. I'll ask for security before I get mean. One of the things that I know is that you just gotta kind of remember also that you have the microphone, and it's sort of uh, part of the uh, part of uh, what you're doing as a com comedian is you're trying to make sure that uh, you know, um, like Eric said, it's like they're technically they were there and they just got kind of a little bit off, and then you just gotta you know remember to uh, try to get everything back on track, and then hopefully sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, especially when you're at an open mic and it's just you know. Um, it's just every no one's getting paid. We're all just trying to work on our material, and somebody just came up drunk. <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's sometimes you just gotta go. Oh well, that's it. Uh, I'll see you guys later, and then you know, uh, hopefully the heckler just dies down or something. I know, I know that Eric's gone right now. I want to know how he swings his hecklers into buying his merch. <laughs> I, want, I want i want that lesson <laughs> sorry oh, i really had to use the bathroom also how does everyone like my 20 year old headshot <laughs> hey like that's your face that's what's all that? it's like it's like all of your hair went down in here <laughs> well it actually went you know what pg show let's not it's okay I'll what, what's the best advice have you guys been given? Be kind. Be nice. Uh, I think there are a lot of people who are not cool. And, you know, they should get, like... Here's the thing. At the end of the day, you're going to work with a lot of people a lot that you don't realize you're going to work a lot. You know what I mean? Like, in three years, you could end up on the same weekend with each other. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, if you're not homies, you don't agree with them. You know, like, I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to hang with you. But I'm not going to, like, get in a fight with you. You know what I mean? Like, if we have to be professional, we have to work. And I just want this to go fast. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said earlier, your rep is, I think, your most important thing. More than your credits. More than your jokes. I'm going to have a good reputation. And you're kind to people. And people know you're professional. And you're cool. And you hustle. That's that's worth so much. Uh, yeah. Going off what Eric said, it's like, uh, one of the things I ha I've been learning is, like, you got to make connections with different people, uh, whether or not, you know, you like them as a person. You can you got to make connections because we're, like, all uh, part of this type of scene and everything like that. But that's just in general, you know, like, um, 
the connections a lot of times can lead you to an employment opportunity, but in comedy can lead you to like a appearance on a podcast or a show. Like, oh, hey, they're looking for uh, you know a comedian that that's Philip. Uh, they were trying to make it more diverse. Oh, I know. Oh, I know Jay. He's a uh, you know. I know Eric. I know John. I know Camille. You know that type of thing. The, it's about it's about who you know too, like anything else in life, and that's uh, part of the game. Mm-hmm. Something I've just been told actually pretty recently. Um, I, I, kind of, I guess I have to explain this a little bit. It's don't waste your time. You know, wh- whenever you get on stage, wh- whoever you meet, yeah, have always have intention. You know, uh, I know for like the longest time, I would just I would go to mics every single night because that's what that's what I was told. Go to mic every single night, and I just realized for a long time I would just, I would just get up and just do nothing. You know, and just recently someone was like, don't waste your time. Just have intention. You know, just uh, everything that you do, uh, make sure that you're doing it uh, towards something. Kind of piggybacking that, I also feel that, you know, there's there's a big difference between working hard and working smart. You see a lot of people who work very hard and, you know, they spend the 10, 15 years, 20 years at, a, at the same mics. And it's hard work and mad props to them. But there are people who work smart and they end up, you know, getting on the road, getting those CV things within a few years. Like there is, be very intentional with how you use your time and you know always try to see those tangible wins and if there isn't a tangible win or a tangible benefit to something why do it you know what i mean play that game smart yeah yeah i would say keep getting up too like for me i think i have had to be challenged by that in the current situation that we're in but like you know finding ways to keep practicing your craft even like going back to the resilience and calling on that because um, those times when you're not doing well in your sets or you bomb, it can feel hard to want to do it again. So to stay focused on what it is that brings you joy through this art form um, and staying connected to that. That is so awesome. AJ? Yeah, one of the, one of the, really good piece of advice was that, that I got was that um, like it, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time to find out who you are in this game and it's like um you have to be you have to like work at this craft a lot and meticulously and there are gonna be times where you're gonna be where you feel like you're getting somewhere and all of a sudden it gets really stagnant and you're just like what what is going on what is and I think like, the best advice is just like, stay focused and then be true to who you are and be as real as possible and be genuine and, and kind. Like, that's, that's it. Yeah. Echoing what a lot of people said, we did get in this game to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are doing this because we like it. Like when it becomes crazy, I get it. You know, it is work. It is a profession. It is something that we have to work on. But like, yeah, if we're not having fun, what are we doing, guys? We're just getting paid 20 bucks in Hawaii. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't walk into my dad watching something on his laptop <laughs> to not have a great time. That <laughs> is so cool. <laughs> and um, can you tell our viewers what's next for you? But before you answer that question, I just wanted to tell everybody that we do have a raffle. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we have a raffle, um, and if you AJ. want to, 
Yeah, it's for AJ and Eric and everyone else. So that's it. We're not having a raffle. We're just giving them to the to our guests. <laughs> that's it. We're giving them to the homics. $21 value. $21 value. That's right. It's like four musubis. Oh. Um, and so before um, before you guys answer that question, just um, to our viewers, enter iDream if you want to uh, win a raffle prize. Um, yeah. If you want to get a chance to win a raffle prize, enter iDream. Um, and I will put you in our wheel of fortune. Um, and so what's next for you guys and where can people find you? Ladies first. Jay, go ahead. Jay? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know my long hair. That's group mine. That happens a lot, a lot more. Um, well, you know, uh, I, I, I think uh, first of all, I just want well is part of what we're doing right now. It's just staying safe. You know, uh, be healthy, uh, stay positive, test negative. That's the main thing I'm focusing on. Uh, but I do want to you know just keep on working on improving my craft until we can. Uh, you know, all safely do live shows um, all across, you know, and just everyone be safe uh, all across the world. Uh, but you can find me at the at the Jay Kino uh, on Instagram and um, and on Twitter. And uh, I also have a web comic that I do on occasion. Um, it's a, at Takeover Comic. Um, and I, I occasionally draw my thoughts and what's going on in the world. So, um yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm uh, really happy uh, that I got to speak to you all about comedy today. And, you know, I'm just going to keep on taking, you know, I learned things from this conversation. I want to take what I learned from this conversation mm -hmm. and work on my craft. So, yeah, likewise. I feel like I've learned so much in this as well. And moving forward, it's always inspiring to get to connect with other comedians and to see, too, like our, ourselves representing the Filipino community in this, um, in this field of entertainment that's just really unique and I'm excited to be part of it. I, um, yeah, I, you can find me at Camille Healing on Instagram. My day job is as a yoga teacher and energy healer. I teach people about creativity. Um, but yeah, moving forward, I also have a podcast. So I interview um, some comedians and actors, other yoga teachers, healers on my podcast. It's called the Healing Oasis podcast. So yeah, there's always stories to be told, and I'm here to, to share all the stories. All right. Uh, uh, you could uh, you can subscribe you can subscribe to my OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> Bullet boy, no. <laughs> uh, I, I'm uh, I'm part of a comedy sketch group. We call Try Hardest Sometimes. You can find us uh, at Try Hardest Sometimes on Instagram and Twitter and I think Facebook. I think we hopefully have a sketch out for Valentine's Day. Uh, if you if you want to check that out, um, you can also find me on Instagram uh, at Yabez John. Uh, I got John Yabez banned somehow, so uh, just Yabez John uh, on Instagram. Come give me a follow. And uh, next week I'll be in uh, Arizona with this guy. Over here. Oh, that is so uh, awesome. Yeah. Hold on. I always think uh, meeting you guys, you guys are super dope. Eric, you had some like really good stuff to say tonight, man. I was like, they were 
freaking on point. Was it the I nine incher thing? I like the I nine incher. I don't think it got that. Like it was really dope, man. I really appreciate that. But yeah, um, I've got four episodes out of this brand new podcast I'm trying to do. It's called The Man with No Plan. Uh, and it sounds exactly like what it is. Come check it out. It's weird. It's funky. Sometimes it's quick. It's about me, and it's about stories about people who didn't have a plan for a little bit and they're trying to figure it out. And uh, actually, um, I'm taking a stab at this TikTok big. So follow me there too at AGZ for Sheezy. A J double E Z Y the number four S H E E Z Y. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> AJ's TikTok name <laughs> almost sounds like he said it in Tagalog. He's like, AJ for CZ double E. Say it sexy, baby. Yeah. Um, I always say, follow me on Instagram. That's where I kind of post everything at Eric Escobar, E R I K E S C O B A R. Um, have a bunch of safe shows coming up. Um, I'll be in Arizona with John in a couple weeks. Um, also doing Nevada, I'm in Utah. Uh, May, I'm going to be in, uh, where's Little Rock? Alabama. No, Alabama. Arkansas. 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 The, uh, <laughs> American geometry. Geometry? Geometry. geometry. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. And then also in, um, in April, I will also be on the East Coast. So if you're in Maryland, I'm doing a weekend in D.C. If you're in New York, definitely hit me up. I would absolutely love that. Check out my TED Talk. I have some really fun TV stuff coming up. Not allowed to talk about it, but if you follow me on here, fudge, then you'll see all of it pop up as it goes. Appreciate the support. Thank you so much. Follow my OnlyFans <laughs> at Bullet Man. Bullet Man. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> you guys are so awesome. Yeah, so everybody follow them. They all have Instagram accounts, um, and they have Facebook accounts, too. Um and Camille has a clubhouse, and so do I. <laughs> and, yeah, and um, we are going to have a show with all of our comedians tonight, and that's something to look forward to. We're going to be working on a show that's going to be a special show as part of the jam sessions on Fridays. So we're going to present all of our comedians in one full show, right, guys? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Yeah, and so... um. Yeah, I'm going to give you um, guys, like the viewers, um, you know, just 30 more seconds. So start counting like 30 more seconds. And and since you guys are so cool, I put all of our comedians also in the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you're like, what am I going to win? <laughs> I haven't even said what it is. Um. Yeah, so let me um it's $21. show you guys. Yeah, it's $22. $22. Wow. We, we work for $21, right? Yeah. And so our first raffle prize is one Bodhi's Light scented candle trio. So there's three of them, and they're scented coconut wax candles with gold print mattress for a $36 value. So it's more than $21. Yay! Yay. <laughs> From Dia Nanet Vachayam of Bodhi's Light. And Bo uh, Bodhi's Light actually has a really, really co um, cool story behind it. Um, and then our second raffle prize is a one makeup blender cup with reusable cup and metal straw from me. Um, yeah, um, the, from the Hi-Fi Hedgehog gift shop. So that's my online gift shop. 
Um, so there are three, um, there are four flavors, and you get to choose your favorite flavor, quote unquote flavor, because there's um uh pink lemonade, matcha latte, mo mocha latte, and very berry. Isn't that awesome? These are makeup blenders. Um, and our third prize, oh, it says number two, but um, it's a combi kit. So um, we have um, two combi kits. So that's the chicken in a sal chicken mix um, with the garlic oil plus a special gift, which is a basting brush um, from Carmela Bautista of Combination. Is That's the a $13 value. And so all of our winners will be put in a group chat so that we can coordinate with the winners and the raffle sponsors if it's a pickup, delivery, or shipping. Um, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's do this. Hopefully it works. <laughs> do you have any bullet flavors for the, uh, the blend? I, the they look like balut, right? I, I'm just hoping there's a book flavor. That'd be great. Put a little longanese on my face. That's Let's so do it. Funny. Okay, let me let me try to do this. My Jay, gosh. can you tone down your excitement for this? You're a little too close. Just tone it down, bro. There you go. So oh. this is going to be the first one. This is the um, three scented candle trio. It's a yeah scented candle trio from DNNet. Um, the Chayam, that's a $36 value. So let's go. Let's do this. Spin it. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Jason. Oh. Jason yeah, Juan. Oh, my goodness. The, the founder of SoCal Filipinos. Congratulations, Jason. Ooh. And thank you so much for watching us tonight, for supporting our show. Um, okay, and second raffle prize is okay. This one is a makeup blender. Um, you get want to choose one flavor, um, and that's from me. That's a fifteen dollar value from the Hi-Fi Hedgehog gift shop. So let's do this. John, do you want to form a truce? If I get it, we'll split it. If you get it, we'll split it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hilarion, 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 congratulations! You won one makeup blender. Um, and let's see. Okay. Um, the third prize is a two combi kit, so you get two of the chicken and sal mixed with the garlic oil. So there's two of those, um, and a special um basting brush from. Carmela Bautista, that's a $13 value from Combination. Okay, let's do this. This is the last one, you guys. Oh, drum roll, drum roll. Drum roll, we don't have any sound effects tonight. <laughs> I'm the sound effect dude. Oh, Lizelle, congratulations. Oh, Lizelle, Quigiana, congratulations. You won Yay. two combi kits with a basting brush from Carmela Bautista. Yay! Woo. That is so awesome. <laughs> Sarap. Sarap, up. I am wrath. Yeah, so yeah, that's 
It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So thank you so much to our guests. Thank you, Camille, Eric, AJ, John, and the one and only Jay Aquino. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, you, to our you. viewers, thank you so much for staying with us tonight. Um, and don't forget, tomorrow we have the jam sessions. That's our Valentine's Day special. Um, yeah, it's on a Friday, but it's our Valentine's special. And we have four performers. We have Ange of Ange's Kitchenomics. So a lot of us know that she makes really, really good shamai and beef faris and beef salpicao. But she's actually a singer, and she's a really good singer. And we have Sixth Fusion. They're a six-member band, and that's Arvin's um, band. That's why he's not around, because he's busy doing stuff for the band. And we also have Jane Magan Chang, who is actually a really, really good singer. And she's also the owner of Jane Rockstar Salon. And um, we have Shella, um, uh, whose lead singer is Michelle Villegas. And they do their own brand of R&B and funk. And yeah, like it, they're awesome. And so they have a single release, which they're going to talk about tomorrow. Yes, and so that's tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Don't forget. And once again, thank you, everyone. Thank you to all of our comedians. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, Happy Valentine's Day. That was really fun. Yeah. A lot of my friends told me to be a comedian, you know. I said, hey, you know what? I did try that. So what happened? You know? It's okay. They, they were wrong. Yeah, they just laughed at me. <laughs> so I said, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> But Kuya Ed is also a one-man show. Yeah. Right? He he plays a, like so many different instruments. He he's a DJ, he's a host, he's part, an MC. Part, me, uh, part com comedy. Part comedy. Kuya Ed, what's your what's your OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe in a heartbeat, baby. Don't you worry. Yeah, and so um and yeah, don't forget, so everyone here is going to have a show with us, and that's a performance show. We're, I mean, that's like a, you know, a comedy show, right? Um, and everyone's going to be performing, um, so don't forget, um, we're going to work on that, and I'm going to announce it soon. Um, so once again, everybody, good night. Thank you so much. Good night. Thanks, guys. Yes, and oh, thank, thank you. you um, before I forget, thank you to Miss Olivia Kido Co., who's our um, platinum sponsor. And also, um, Love Alvarez from JJ Cuisine. And um, who else am I forgetting? Oh, my gosh. And Johanna Kempsky, the resume writer to the rescue. Yeah. Thank you so much to our sponsors. And once again, good night, everybody. Go, Arvin. <laughs> Go, Arvin, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Good night. I'm trying to look for the video. Olivia Cuido is an official skincare partner of Miss USA.